Hi, this is Shana Sino, your host for the World Graduate Summit, and I'm also a keynote speaker on gratitude and creativity. Our next guest, Andrew Chow, is known to be pragmatic, visionary, competitive, intuitive, and giving. While he is a successful social media and public relations strategist, entrepreneur, and speaker based in Singapore, he is also the best-selling author of a highly popular series of books, Social Media 24-7, Public Relations 24-7, and personal branding 24-7. Andrew is a certified speaking professional and he has spoken in over 20 countries within seven years and addressed more than 100,000 people on digital marketing, personal branding, Enneagram, and public relations. Andrew's career of 30 years has seen him work with an array of clients including AXA Insurance, Abbott Medical Optics, Singtel, and Sony Pictures, M1, Starhub, and Sennheiser. I'm so pleased to welcome to the World Gratitude Summit, Andrew Chow. Hi, Andrew. Hello, Sha. It's really nice to be here on your conference and I'm very, very glad. I'm very thankful. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. I'm really happy to have you here. I remember when I attended the APSS, uh, APSS President's Give Back speech, you talked about gratitude and the moment you talked about gratitude, I told myself, I should get him to speak at the World Gratitude Summit because your story was so inspiring. Yeah. And you were able to share your stories on gratitude within seven minutes. And, you know, those seven minutes were so powerful to me. It spoke uh, greatly to me. And if you remember, I emailed you right away. <laughs> and actually, we chat about that, you know, before uh, that event, I visualized that you might contact me after my speech because... Uh, and, and you know what the amazing thing is that I I didn't have any impression that you're doing uh, something like this. And, you know, everything just fit together. So wow. it's very amazing how our human cell can actually connect with the universe. And not only the entire business connecting. Right. Which I will share a bit. Yeah. So indeed, everything yes. is energy. And our topic today is really interesting because it's about a stroke of gratitude. But before we, we dive deeper into our topic, Andrew, I'd like to I'd like to ask you, what are you most grateful for right now? I think I'm very grateful that I'm still alive uh, at the uh, age of 53, going 54 in about a few months time. Um, I feel that I'm as young as ever. Um, in fact, a lot of my, some of my friends say I'm a Gen Z trapped in a Gen X body. <laughs> I, love that you know uh i think while all of us are trying to think of how to make a living we should be grateful that we have life itself i think uh, a lot of people um, uh, are thinking of things that are worried about things right now that we're taking for granted before so if you have not taken credit for a lot of things you'll be very very grateful and uh, full of gratitude right now so i'm very grateful and great and full of gratitude that I'm still living and I'm still enjoying uh, life and inspiring other people to enjoy life as well. Cool. What does gratitude mean to you? Gratitude to me is really two words. It's greatness and attitude together. So what do you mean by that? So first of all, I think we have to acknowledge that all of us are great in a certain way, in our own way and in some ways. However, we need to understand that things are not always according to our plan, right? So 
we are just a very tiny weeny part of what is going on and i think sometimes we need to grind sometimes we need to flow the art is to know when to grind and when to flow so when you have that attitude that whatever comes you are thankful i think you will be there because don't forget we always ask this question why me why me when you have a problem when you have a crisis you ask why me why not other people why me but think about it a lot of us right when we have good things blessings from heaven and unexpected bonus uh something great we never we never ask god why me why 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 do you give it to me why don't you give it to other people we never question that so i think we should learn to balance when we have good things we must be thankful when we have not so good things we must be grateful and that to me is really gratitude wow so be grateful for the blessings and for the problems uh-huh you had a- Yes. Yeah, I remember when I heard you speak at the at that convention in Singapore. Um, you spoke about some of the challenges that you encountered, and the theme of yeah. your speech was gratitude. So you had psychological challenges, uh, physical challenges, and business crisis, and you were able to overcome yeah. those through gratitude. Yeah. So can you take mm-hmm. us back to that moment when you had the psychological challenge? What was that challenge, and how did you overcome it through gratitude? Okay, so uh, thanks for allowing me to share the story. So I have to take you back to the time when I was like three or four years old. Uh, I was brought up in an environment that my father was overly strict. Now, by now you have thought, oh, all parents were very strict when we were young. Now, my father was really very strict and he has high standards for his children. Uh, he didn't have a very good role model from his father, which is my grandfather. And in fact, it was a rather dysfunctional growing up because he didn't really talk to my grandfather. Even though we all stayed in the same house, you know what? I was so ashamed to tell all of you that I didn't know that an elderly couple staying on top floor of my my house was Mm -hmm. actually my grandparents. Because I never seen my parents addressing them as, you know, uh, as parents. So... Uh, I didn't know that and, and I only discovered uh, at about seven years old. But that's another story. The thing here is that my father was strict and he forced me to memorize the timetable at five. Wow. He don't allow me to other kids. I was having coffee at three and I was talking to uh, other tenants because my house was an old Chinatown place in Singapore in the 70s. And uh, they all rented to uh, uncles that are 70, 80 years old that's still working. So I was trained to talk like an adult when I was young. Mm-hmm. The only time I'm allowed to be a kid is when I talk to him. So I had this fear whenever I talk to him because I enjoyed being an adult even at three to four years old. But when I talk to him, I had to be a kid. So that created a fear in me. And I started the problem of stammering and stuttering. Mm-hmm. So a starter is about people having problem with syllabus and stammering. It's a problem of people having uh, uh, enunciating words in natural sequences. So it could be uh, the, the uh, ha, 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 hello everyone, how, 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 are, how are you today? Mm-hmm. That was how I spoke during those times. And can you imagine, I thought I was normal. But my father was even more furious. I remember he said uh, once 
this this statement to me son if you ever go out to work in future don't ever say you are my son oh right because he was actually a very eloquent speaker even though he's huh? not doing he wasn't doing it professionally but he was very eloquent to me is he's thinking on the spot kind of person and in the 70s that was very rare uh, but I had stammering issue and 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 it brought me through all the way through the middle of my teen in fact the end of my teenage life at 17 years old I was in college uh, that is a pre-university and my friend one day he just come to me and say this Andrew if you do not solve this problem of yours, no girls will ever want to date you. Mm -hmm. And I woke up because I now find a reason to believe that I can overcome this psychological issue because it is something messed up in the neuro. It is something that messed up uh, that prevented me to speak properly because of a fear and it, and it affected my social life. And I tell myself, I have to change. So can you imagine I solved this problem over a holiday? So it was December holiday, 1984. I still remember. By January 1985, when I go back to school, no one recognized me anymore because I spoke so differently. They thought I was possessed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's really interesting. So how did you do it in just... Okay, over the holidays, right? I think it is. I think it's kind of funny. Uh, maybe nobody will agree with me, but I think I use another positive fear to overcome a negative fear, and that is the message. When you are fearful of of losing something great, you will you will overcome a fear of something that keeps you from getting great. So it is. It is. So I was always faithful of my father of communicating on his level and it affected me psychologically with a stammering issue for more than 10 years. And then when I know that it was going to affect my social life, especially my love life in the future, mm -hmm. I fear was bigger than the old fear. So that new fear inspired me to have courage to change. Now, the first fear strangled me. The second fear which is the fear of not having a girlfriend it gave me courage mm -hmm. so actually this is good so fear is a good thing in your life you could identify what kind of effect fear has on you fear is needed because you need to make your courage emerge so if fear makes you hide behind something that is not good so when fear let me arise in courage i become victorious and and within one holiday i change it and tell myself i must do it it's not there's no but no if no no whatever just do it and i went from a quiet person because i dare not speak right in my uh class to i become hyper talkative and no one actually recognized me because i want to contribute i want to get in discussion because for the first time in my life i was able to talk so smoothly and so um eloquently if I may add is so different from the past so it was glorious for me and it was uh, to me that was the first victory in life first real one wow so so you looked at fear through the lens of gratitude because uh, fear brought out your strength and your courage right 
And I think this is a good lesson for me and for, for all those who are watching the summit right now that um, it depends on, on how you see things. Problems, when you see them as uh, through the lens of gratitude, they become oppor opportunities to, to level up. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So that time I didn't know about gratitude, but I didn't know I was practicing it already. You know, I was thankful for my, I never hated my father, although he, the way he disciplined me was, was really terrible. He beat me up and then he locked me up and tied me up in the dark room. And then after that, he'll come in here and beat me up again. So that is very, very, that is in fact a child abuse by today's standard, right? But I didn't, I have never blamed him because I knew he was trying to train me, but just that the method was a bit extreme. Mm, I see. Uh-huh. So even if he did not know that you were practicing gratitude, you were actually already doing it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and when but, did it, Yeah, when, go ahead. When did it occur to you that you were already practicing it? Like, you know, looking back, oh, I'm already practicing. I was already practicing it way back. Yes, yes. So uh, sometimes uh, certain lessons come to you. Some lessons you have to you have to be taught. Some lessons you have to be caught. I was... I, I was catching those lessons and, and so that in the future, I can be taught better. So I'm grateful for that. That life always has a plan. We just need to have awareness to understand gratitude. I know, uh, yeah. In fact, gratitude is written on the face. Really, <laughs> really. Sometimes you look at some people, you know, they have gratitude. Sometimes you look at certain person, they have no gratitude at all in, you know, in life. So, yeah. So uh, that's my little story. I, I hope you inspire a lot of you out there who had a similar problem. Even if you're in the adulthood, it can be overcome. It is a mind thing. Remember, it's a mind thing. Mind thing. Right. And then you shared another challenge in your talk about a physical challenge and you were able to conquer it as well uh, using yeah. the mind and through gratitude. So what was that physical challenge? So uh, fast forward, I was 51 and a half years old. That was 18 months ago. I was in KL. I remember the date very well. 15 of November, 2018. I woke up in KL in my hotel and I felt the world was different. Mm -hmm. My whole right side of the body couldn't move. Mm. At first I thought I had a very strange sleeping position because most of us had that uh, we sleep in a very awkward position for like many hours and then when we wake up, we kind of have this uh, numbness and, and after a minute or two, you walk it off, things be okay, right? Mm -hmm. So, same thing, after five minutes, I was still dragging my right side along, which was abnormal and then I got panicked. I went out and reached out to my notebook. When I opened up my notebook, I tried to type and I realized that my right hand was stiff. No matter how much I forced my hand to move, it didn't move. It was like this. You know, so I thought, wow, this is bad. It must be. So I used my left hand to Google. I know I had a stroke. Mm -hmm. And then I tried, I tried to pull my pants. I fell on one side because one side was weaker than the other side. I said, this is really bad. I mm -hmm. can't fly. Stroke. I know I had a stroke. I know how bad I was able to wake up. I, a lot of people didn't wake up from their, uh, from if you have a stroke, when you sleep, you just die in your sleep because it is a bursting of a of blood vessel in your brain. Mm -hmm. So I know that there's something going on in my brain. I took a coach, I remember, and that was 12 hours. 
and 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 the mindset I had when I got that was good. Now my right hand couldn't move. I won't be able to sign check. I won't be able to sign credit card. I will save a lot of money, right? <laughs> so was the mindset. I was laughing it off. I was I was being humorous, even though it was meant to be a crisis in your face, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is the first thing you need to remember. Remember that 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 even with a great fiscal challenge and a crisis, you must be positive. You must laugh because when you laugh, your body relaxes. When you can laugh about it, your body. Stand. And I tell myself, I know this is a stroke. I will recover. Okay. Now the second part of the story was more exciting. When I finally checked into the hospital, uh-huh. I told the nurse, "I suspect I have a stroke, but can you confirm?" So she took my blood pressure. Now we all know nurses are experienced people. They have seen a lot of extreme cases, right? Right. But if scream when when she see your blood pressure, that it's abnormal. Oh. I. 220 a normal person is 120 yeah. i was pumping for two person to survive and i was still walking i was meant to die 220 mm-hmm. they sent me for cat scan and so on and 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 i i and i still remember the cat scan shows i have massive bleeding on the left side of my brain it's like a bullet shooting through the skull mm-hmm. and then leave a black so I know there was a lot of blood. And then the doctor told me, Mr. Chow, I understand how you feel. All stroke patients feel the same way. Let me tell you something. With six months and with good physiotherapy, with a bit of a willpower, you may recover completely. And when I look at this doctor, I told him, Doctor, I'm a very busy person. I fought six months of recovery. How about one month? <laughs> <laughs> it was laughing, yeah? <laughs> uh-huh. It's good to be positive and uh, 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 miracles do happen. Yeah, miracles. And then I was even more serious. I told you, yes, and I will show you. How about discharge, discharging me tomorrow? And we'll see what happens when we come back for medical review. And... Of course, he didn't take any of my nonsense. So the next day, he sent all the physiotherapy to come and test my, my delicacy, my speech, and so on. I felt everything. I felt everything. I was not normal. I was dragging my feet, and I was a bit of slurring this. I was talking like that as a speaker. So how do you expect this to happen, right? So I was doing right. this, and I told him that within one month, I will recover. So, so... And true enough, when I went, in fact, I bought a stress ball when I was in hospital. I was already exercising on my bed, on my own, without a therapist. So I went home, I bought pulley to exercise my whole body. I used stress ball to gain back all the exercises on my, on my fingers. And I bought the biggest marker I can find in the, you know, in Singapore and I wrap it up with uh, scotch tape or whatever, make mm-hmm. it big hold a pen and I start writing on big piece of paper, right? Okay, until I can write small, I can use a pen, until I can spin the pen forward and backward and I can start writing normally again. 18 of December, that was 33 days, right? I went back for medical review. And you know what? They put the two CAT scan together. Mm-hmm. 
now has no blood. Wow. And, and I don't know where the blood gone to. It was supposed to be blood. So I didn't have any procedure, no surgery, no medication, purely on willpower again. Because I told my body and the doctor I will need one month to recover only. And you know what? Every cell in my body take command of my they take order, they fall in line with my command. Oh, boss Andrew says, one month. Guys, let's do it in one month. But if I had listened to the doctor and said, okay, six months minimum, then the cell will, will listen and say, boss says six months minimum. Let's chart the six month timeline. So now do you know why I take one month? Because I said so. Your words are mm -hmm. powerful. Right. Yeah. Right. On high side, I should say two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the way I see it, uh, you, I think you have a very strong sense of uh, self-trust as well, and mm. your mind is so like your mind is so powerful. You know that when you think about something, mm. it will happen. Yes. So, how did you develop that uh, mental toughness or uh, mental uh, trust in yourself? I think. Um... That may be something uh, being developed from childhood because from okay. four to seven, uh, that independence uh, got me stronger. And then uh, I always stay, I always thought I'm, I was Iron Man. You know, I played well alone. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I like to do things alone. So uh, uh, that helps me a little bit. But of course, you need encouragement as well. So I learned to be inclusive to uh, to include other people in my life. So the mental sharpness become more and more. And it's not just mental toughness, it's mental agility. Mm, yeah. About toughness, it's about being defensive, right? So mental agility is also to be able to move from negative to positive fast, move from left to right fast, move from bottom to the top fast. That is being agile. So if you go to the gym, you're fit, you move very fast. You can jump. All right, you don't have muscle ache like someone who didn't exercise. That is the same with our mind. If you if you have been exercising your mind in every facet of your life, crisis is just one other thing. But if you have not been agile mentally, crisis become everything in your life. So that is a lesson I learned. Wow, we're learning so much from you, Andrew. Right now, one of my biggest takeaways is that anything is possible if you if you believe in it. If your yeah. mind believes in it, and I, I like the term that you used, uh, mental agility. I think that's the perfect term term for for the kind of uh, thinking that you have. Yeah. So you also shared in your talk uh, in in Singapore about the business crisis that you encountered and how you were able to overcome it. So can you also share that story? So uh, I had five different careers uh, in my life. I was a civil servant. I went to do retail for a few years. And then I went to do uh, event management. And then I got into a dating agency. I found a one. If you Google my name on YouTube, you'll find a lot of my press interview. And then I went into learning and development. And then really, two years ago, I had a startup on media. So, um, but the transformation is not the real story, although I share that story. One of the biggest challenge I had was, and I didn't share that before, this is even new to you. I remember... The year was 2005. Mm -hmm. um, one fine day after a major project, I was in the middle of my event management company. We did a project and all the staff marched into my office 
and all tender their resignation letter. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Okay. Of course, there was a ringleader, but that's not a story. Everybody want to leave right now. Okay. And after I pay them bonus, of course, everybody mm-hmm. leave. All right. And I was so calm. Uh-huh. I told them, if you need anything, just text me. During those days, it was SMS, there's no WhatsApp. And when they walk out of the office, my office was suddenly so quiet because you're used to having a lot of chatter and so on. Right. Not about five or six of them, they all go. And I tell myself, okay, this is going to be the start of something great again. Because mm-hmm. now I'm gone, all right, I don't have to worry about anything. Because the lesson I learned from that is this, it's just like driving. When you change gear from one to two to three, you have to engage neutral. You can engage the gear before you go to the next gear, right? So when you switch gear, your car for the split microsecond is out of control, technically, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Thing. I see that incident as a change of gear in my life. Once you put things in perspective, you won't think that that is the end of the world. But don't stay in the state for too long because imagine you take five seconds to change one gear. That five seconds will endanger your life. Mm. So the more you're lost, the more you're doing harm to your life. My view may be a bit more extreme, but that is why I developed mental agility that business a uh, lesson to me was very important. Of course, I learned a lot after that. I know that I should have treated people properly. And uh, I know that before that, I dismissed one staff without telling everybody what's the real reason. And they all thought that I was unfair. And then they concluded that if they stay on, they were may have the same fate and everybody left. I yeah. See. So didn't know is that I didn't tell them the full story. So I learned another lesson. If you want to have gratitude, you have to tell people what is going on every mm. now and then. Because nobody can read your mind, right? right? Okay, we ask our good friend to read our mind. I can tell you, it won't happen. Especially ladies out there, you expect your boyfriend, your husband to always know what's in your mind. It will not happen. We guys are dumb. We are really dumb. We just need to be told. So you have that. This is our weakness, right? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, so uh, I learned a lesson and that failure, I never look at it as failure, I look at it as lesson. And that is another form of gratitude. If you always right. look at fa- failures, then you will not move forward. Greatness, it's about learning lesson. You learn the most in failure. So when life gives you failures, they are teaching, life is teaching you a lot of things and you okay for. Do you know? Do you know that you have never heard any successful people tell you, you know, I learned so things when I was successful. They always say, I learned so much when I was struggling, right? And success is just another state to prepare you. Give you a break. Success is a break given to you to prepare for the next lesson. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a That's, perspective. Nobody defines success this way. Now you know why they call me Idis Andrew in my, you know, in my social media. Success is a break that you are given before next lesson comes along. Mm-hmm. Reward 
of you learning your lesson and taking a break, right. enjoying everything before the next one comes. And so, it, mm -hmm. my, ahead. yeah, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Okay. So I think this is perfect because of the pandemic that's happening in the world right now. So a lot of people are out of jobs or entrepreneurs are really suffering. I know of a lot of friends who have to close some of their businesses because uh, the sales went down, etc. So this is the problems that they're encountering right now. Uh, what is your advice for them on how they can thrive in this pandemic and in any and under any economic uh, environment? Yes. So um, I look at COVID-19 pandemic as a big reset button, number one. Everything is reset. So big guys, small guys, all level playing field, fast guys, slow guys, all level. Everything is start from zero, right? Because it wipe out all the liquidity. Uh, they make everybody very cautious for spending and so on. So all of us are suffering because we're so interconnected. Number one is you must think of it as a big reset. Number two, you have to get ready for the for the next good wave to come because you know you know what the world or life is like that what comes up will go down what goes down will comes up so we're not in a downtime be thankful that there's a big reset number two is to be ready so whatever you need to learn please go and learn so that the third phase come your recharge you can now think about how to get better how to be more if you want to go if you want to be a specialist you go deeper if you want to be a generalist you go wider you want to you want to be a futurist you go further so whatever direction you want to take uh actually this pandemic is offering you in fact a lot of business thrive a lot of people develop a lot i myself i have raised my game many times in the last three months all right compared to the last three years to be very honest even for myself right I feel that these three months I learned so much I done so much things that the last three years I wasn't able to do why because this is a chance for us to buy back the time we lost in anything so uh, now a lot of countries are opening up uh, the worst is not over in fact if you look back at the Spanish flu 100 years ago the second wave killed more people than the first wave so mm -hmm. Right now, I think all of us will just need to uh, revamp our business. So there's a fourth R, right? Okay. Right. Ready, recharge, and revamp. You need to revamp. Exactly. Challenge every idea you had before. It won't work or you, you need tweaking. Everything can be challenged. You can play the same old game, but please have your own rules. That's very important. To raise your game, you don't have to play a different game. You can play the same game with different rules. Or you play a new game with old rules so i'm going to give you these two different perspectives you either play the same old game with a new rule or you play a new game with the old rules so that is a lot of wisdom i won't want to elaborate a lot but i think some of you when you hear me you get it in your own arena think about something that you can do differently or you do different things okay so yeah wow. so that scene advice I will give everyone including myself yes and, and you were able to put it in in such a way that it's, it's easy to remember for ours reset ready recharge and then revamp, revamp. Yes. that's right thank so, you Andrew yes
Mm-hmm. Andrew, just very quickly, um, just being curious, because you know the first psychological challenge that you overcame was your stammering or stuttering, right? And then yeah. you you were able to overcome that because you wanted to have a girlfriend. <laughs> so so can you... fear overcome a negative fear. Yeah. So when did you have a girlfriend after that? And um, when did you get married? Uh, actually, it was uh, two years after I got a girlfriend. Yeah, my uh, my first steady girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Married. Uh, of course, I didn't uh, marry her. Uh, I got married about thirty years old. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, life is amazing. So remember, whatever you say out, it vibrates. It's not only your mouth, your cell mm-hmm. also vibrating. Remember, you say out something, the universe hear you. Your cell hear you first. So your body will start to prepare yourself. So don't forget your body. It's not just a mind. It's mind with the body. It's not mind over body. A lot of people say, it's the mind over body. No, it's the mind with your body. Mind with your body. Okay. It's very important. If not, you have all sorts of sickness. Have you ever seen a lot of successful people who owns a lot of things and they're always not healthy? Because it's always mind over body for them. But if you use mind with the body, with gratitude, you will do amazing things. You'll be sleeping, you'll be very busy, and yet you sleep eight hours. And be more productive than someone who sleeps for four hours. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> take care of body. Your mind is important. All right. But don't forget, you know, we have only one body, and the body really deteriorates over time. It's our job to be responsible for this temple of God. That is given to you. Right. So if you don't have a body, then you will achieve very little. Mm-hmm. And just very quickly, so we're about to wrap up the interview. You know, I'm learning a lot, Andrew. You, you're dropping lots of nuggets of nuggets of wisdom, deep wisdom. I'm, I'm also curious to know, do you have a particular morning routine or evening routine or a daily habit that you do? Uh, yes, I, I, I always spend time alone. Uh-huh. Uh, and I like to just walk out and look at the window, walk out and just look at surrounding, look at the clouds. Because every day, the sky has different cloud formation. And sometimes you get new design. So if you want to enjoy art, nature always have this thing uh, 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 called the clouds or the cloud formation. They always tell you something. So on rainy days, you have nothing. Then rain becomes, you have to listen to the sound of the rain. And the smell of rain. Do you know rain has a certain smell that is actually quite nice? So be in touch with nature. And that is my routine. Although I don't exercise a lot, I only do breeze walking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, uh, connecting with nature is something that I always do. Wow, I, I love that because as you, are, as you are telling that, I can imagine that this is you living in the moment. Yes. Right? I, uh-huh. Yes. It was an evolving uh, lesson, but I love in the moment. I don't think about the future so much. Neither do I think about the past a lot because when I I know that I have a lot of time to think about it, but I just want to think about now so that in two years' time, I, I don't have to say, I wish I could have or I wish I should have. No, I live in the moment. I enjoy everything and that's it. I move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. I remember when I was a child, my siblings and I would sit on the in the balcony of our home 
terrace with our parents and we would watch with the clouds and see the formation and i kind of yeah. lost that uh now so yeah. now that you're telling it uh, sharing it here during this interview i i will do that yes. <laughs> so look at the clouds look at the formation just be amazed just like when i was young and we were so amazed at the clouds remember take our phone and take pictures of the sky often the clouds and then over time right put all this together you have new insights again so it's wow. very yeah wow that's a really good idea i'll do that andrew so andrew yeah. how important is gratitude in life and business i think it's now a basic necessity is no longer something that only great men or successful men would have a woman for, for, no for the matter it is a basic necessity it's just like now technology is the basis of all business you got to know technology all right it's no longer just for the it savvy people but everyone needs to learn so we need to raise our game so if you ask me it's important because it is essential it is fundamental it is basic you got to have it it's like health you must have it before you do any other thing wow yeah, yeah. personally so, what yes go ahead i don't know i mean uh, this is my personal can't believe that we don't work to have good health we need to have good health before we do anything. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. personally, what is your favorite gratitude practice? Um, <clears throat> it's always to send a text. Um, okay, I have this practice. I will randomly sometimes select a person every day. <clears throat> and then I will send a message. I will thank him. And I will say, I appreciate him for something and I'll encourage him for something. Uh, it's totally unsolicited. He didn't know about it. And I don't only do it on the birthday. I will send out randomly. And sometimes when I know that this person's birthday and I won't text, I will leave a voicemail. Sometimes I sing a song. All right. Very, very sure that you don't get songs, birthday songs from friends. Maybe it's a text, you know, that's how social media is. We post on your Facebook, we send you a WhatsApp, and that's it. How many people actually leave a voicemail or call you? Very, very seldom, right? So, mm -hmm. so be different, be special. And this is a practice of gratitude. Every day you have to do it. Every day, try to be a channel of blessing. I think that would be an awesome thing. If everybody do that, I tell you, so many more people will receive it. Please be a channel of blessing so that you can have more blessing. That is the message I want to share. If you want gratitude, you want good things to come to you, be grateful and bless somebody else out of nothing. Just encourage somebody out of nothing. Surprise somebody out of nothing. The person don't even need to reply you. You don't need to you know, you don't need a reply. Just the fact that you have encouraging words for them out of nowhere, and that is powerful already. In fact, I'm not dying today. After this interview, I'm going to do it. Amazing. I'll do it as well. <laughs> I already have one person in mind. <laughs> I'll do it right after this interview. So a lot of people who are watching this uh, summit right now are either entrepreneurs or corporate leaders, VPs, executives, etc. Yeah. And uh, many, of them are, many of them have um, questions about how to thrive in the mm -hmm. pandemic or in, under any economic condition. So what is that one gratitude practice that you can recommend to entrepreneurs or to the corporate executives? Okay, so uh, maybe this uh, may not be so close to gratitude, but it's 
also a kind of gratitude. Uh, you got to understand that pre-COVID, you market your brand. All of us do. We market our brand like crazy, right? But now you need to change. You need to brand your marketing. What do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. Oh, so let me say it again. In the past, we market our brand. But now you need to brand your marketing. That means to say instead of promoting product and services and so on, you promote empathy. You oh, start you start asking how can I help you? Not just with my services or my product. If I know somebody that can help you, I'll do that. If you do that, you are branding the way you market. People be so grateful to you because they sell they will sell them here this. They always have people sending them email on the promotion, right? But right. no. Now think about it. You don't do that and you tell them, how can I help you? What is your biggest need right now? Do you have problem engaging your staff virtually? Do you have problem articulating the future to your staff? You know, should I get you this coach who uh, just up and coming, maybe they can do for you pro bono or whatever it is. Just help your client. Just sell the empathy. Empathy is the word. Just market empathy and if they if they experience your empathy, they are likely to take anything you promote when you're ready or when he's ready. So remember, in the past, you market your brand. Right now, you brand your marketing. Brand it as a person of your value. If you are uh, someone who is active listener, you lend an active listening ear. If you're someone who uh, love to uh, do acts of service, you do something, to bless other people so that is how you thrive you will thrive even though it sounds silly it won't give you a return but i tell you you are digging you're sowing that your seeds in the hearts of the people you know and not the depth of their pocket so always remember that wow and Andrew, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation, this interview with you. You've been so generous in sharing your insights and you're even more generous because you actually have a free gift to those who are who will upgrade to the VIP pass. Um, it's okay. called From Gratitude to Greatness, $99 value. Can you just uh, give us a brief description of what that gift is? Uh, I'm very sure that when you see this, uh, there'll be a URL or a QR code. Uh, I, would, uh, I, will, I will send it to you. Uh, basically, this is a personal branding course that I have done. Uh, and I will give to all of you, all right, all the baby pass, the access. So uh, we'll find, we will have a way to do that. Uh, please take this course. This is a this is a personal branding course that is 33 years in the making. So it compiles all the lessons of personal branding for the last 33 years. I started working in 1987. So now in year 2020, 33 years exactly. And um, uh, it covers my journey, it covers the brand audit, the positioning, the brand communication, even uh, things like public speaking, how to engage mainstream media, how to uh, be active in charity, how to build your tribe, you know, and I haven't even talked about social media yet because that is so, it's, I, I didn't talk about it. So all these things, it's, it's, it's a very compact course and I'm offering to all the VIP pass holders. Wow. So if you're a V if you are a VIP right now, don't worry, it's already in your members area. And for those who are uh, who don't have the VIP all access pass yet, just click the link in the description below for you to be able to get it. 
So Andrew, thank you so much. And if people would like to, to get in touch with you, maybe the companies would like to engage you uh, as their consultant or as their speaker, how can they reach you? Um, they can find me on anywhere in social media, Ideas Andrew, I-D-E-A-S-A-N-D-R-E-W. Right, so it's the same LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram, all the same. And if you want to reach me in my Gmail, it's same. Ideas Andrew at Gmail. Of course, you will look for andrewchild.sg. That's my website. But that is just a little bit about me. Um, yeah, so please connect with me and uh, you have personal experience with me. So maybe, you know, I love to make friends. Uh, connect me on LinkedIn. I will definitely get back to you. So uh, share with me how you feel about gratitude because uh, I'm very thankful to be here. Once again, I want to thank Shah for having me here. Uh, it is a conference I really, really want to speak. All right, not some wisdom conference or some, uh, yeah. So uh, not that they're no good, but you know, gratitude is something that I really want to share. And I hope that you get some good takeaway and we'll connect soon. You're welcome, Andrew. And actually, it's us who, who want to thank you, really, for the nuggets of wisdom that you shared with us through the World Gratitude Summit. So thank you so much. And I, I had a lot of notes while we were talking. I was also <laughs> typing down my notes. So thank you, Andrew. Uh, any last words to our uh, participants? Um, I think my last words to you guys is that the future is brighter. Uh, it's always better than now so you may not see it but believe it it will happen it's all in your mind but mind with the body remember take care of your body so that your body's ready and good times are bad uh, good times are better you are ready to fly wow thank you thank you andrew and i'm really happy that we captured this on recording and especially for the vip pass holders you'll have lifetime access to this so you can listen to this over and over again when you encounter a problem and you need some encouragement you can go back to this recording so thank you andrew i wish you the best in your endeavors and more power to you thank you bye-bye thank you bye